and welcome to this edition of The Wake Up Call. It's coming to you from 89.5 FM, Columbia. I'm Zino Dixon. Welcome to the last Thursday edition of this program. Today, we'll just take a look at some of our key memories and moments of the wake of call for the year. Of course, we know Thursday always focuses on food security, agriculture, and environment. So we'll just take a look back at some of those interesting topics and issues we discuss throughout the period. We also find out what happened across Colombia. But before then, let's go to the weather center where Jeff Wheeler is standing by to give us an update on the weather. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning from Watcher of the Skies Weather Station in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call weather. Areas of fog before 11 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy today with a high near 48. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 36. Friday, a 20% chance of rain afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 60 degrees. Friday night, New Year's Eve, rain mainly after midnight with a low of 29. Southwest winds 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming north after midnight. New Year's Day becomes dicey. Rain, snow, freezing rain, and possibly mixed with sleet before 2 p.m. Then snow likely possibly mixed with freezing rain between 2 and 4 p.m. Then snow likely after 4 p.m. New ice accumulation of one hundredth of an inch is possible, and new snow and sleet accumulation of less than half an inch is also possible. That's your morning wake-up call weather. I'm Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. Thank you so much, Jeff. I know you had a great Christmas and Boxing Day celebration. I know I do. Uh, definitely we'll catch up and find out how we will celebrate the period. But for now, let's go to the newsroom to find out what's happening around us. Columbia Boone County Public Health and Human Services is coordinating a network of warming and cooling centers in the community during extreme temperatures. As the temperatures begin to drop, the public is reminded of several locations in Columbia available to those who need shelter from the extreme cold. Warming centers are available to the general public during the building's normal business hours. Public is allowed access to public areas such as lobbies, restrooms, drinking fountains, and lots more. For details, go to www.como.gov. Columbia Regional Airport reports seen minimal holiday delays. The Colombian Tribune reports that unlike other parts of the United States, staffing issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic and weather did not affect airport operations. Nearly 1,000 flights within, to, and from the United States were cancelled on Christmas Day, and more than 1,500 others were cancelled Sunday, according to FlightAware, which tracks flight status in real time. Now, cities across Midwest America are largely not on track to meet their own greenhouse gas reduction goals. A report by the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy states that these cities don't collect data that would allow them to meaningfully log such emissions reductions. 
Midwestern cities lag behind the coasts, with only three cities in the region ranking in the top 20. Minneapolis at 4th, Chicago at 12th, and St. Paul at 20th. Well, that's just about what's happening around us in Colombia and in Midwest America. Of course, the program remains the Rico Call, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Yes, you're welcome back. Now, 2021 saw the introduction of your morning tonic, the wake-up call. And of course, we kept you abreast with happenings across Colombia and mid-Missouri. That is all genres of life. And Thursdays, we definitely gave you the very best when it came to agriculture, food security, and the environment. Our first edition focused on conflicts over land resources between animal farmers and crop farmers. What's been happening in, in recent decades is that one side has been much better represented than the other. Um, pastoralists in most countries have been really excluded from discussions, marginalized, painted as anarchists, as the, the breakers of rules. And, and of course, they have a different side of the story. They see things very differently. You mentioned how things were in the colonial era. You could have mentioned how things were earlier, to, uh, earlier than that. You know, th this has been a relationship between crop farmers and livestock keepers that has been perhaps in flux for, for several centuries um, in, in many countries and is ongoing now, of course, with population growth. Uh, perhaps the risks of conflagration is, is increasing. Um, but what has clearly happened is, you know, the story that pastoralists are constantly moving into crop lands. Pastoralists would say, those are lands we've always used. There are lands historically, and it's the crop farmers that have moved into our land. And now when we go to our normal, uh, usually our dry season pastures, we find that they're occupied by farmers. Um, that's me giving an, a different side of the argument. The truth is that it's often quite unclear and it needs to be looked at carefully. And of course, you can't unpick un things and go back to how it was in the past. And one of our additions, we talked about the adaptation of Missouri residents to electric cars. The Mustang mach -E is sold out in the US, Europe, and China. Uh, not just a little sold out, like a year sold out. Um, enthusiasm for the product is very high. 80% of the customers are new. And the F-150 is probably the one I watch the closest. It's America's best-selling vehicle overall for 40 years now. And uh, electrifying that uh, was something I think we all at Ford were watching carefully to see if the electrification adoption would move into the mainstream. And because we have no, no much time to spend, we'll just also go straight to the very last edition, which was in December, and it focused on food security. But this time, we concentrated on food security in Missouri. I think one of the other things we need to think about is the intersection of um, our systems. So transportation systems look really different across the state. So we have... Um, 
state and federal policies that are, you know, supposed to be implemented for everyone, and yet our contexts are really different. So public transportation looks different. Um, if you have the summer um, food service program and you hold it at a school, the distance between families um, traveling to that school uh, depends on where you are located in the state. So how do you get folks to that site? Um, so I think you also have to look at these other systems that intersect that can create barriers um, to access as well. Well, we can't say for sure 2021 was great. 2022 will be even greater. And with that, we end this edition of The Wake Up Call. Of course, this is the last Thursday edition for 2021. Thank you all for being our guests and supporters. From the news team, I'm Mazino Dixon saying good morning. <laughs>